0: Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm Jenny Colopitro, PwC's Vice Chair for Health Industries, working across pharmaceuticals, medtech, payers, and providers.
1: And I'm Igor Belokrinitsky, a principal with PwC Strategy End, where I help leading health organizations develop and implement winning strategies and operating models. And today, Jenny and I are joined by two of our partners, Anup Karode and Brian Slizgi, who work in the pharmaceutical and life sciences R&D practice of PwC. And we are here to talk about decentralized clinical trials. So welcome Anoop and Brian. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So Anoop and Brian, this seems like a fascinating topic because as the country entered the pandemic, two things happened at the same time. On one hand, our ability to do clinical trials was vastly restricted and hampered by the need for social distancing. And on the other hand, our need to do the trials has increased. We need to be able to move faster and be able to test more things. And so Brian and Anoop, you have just published an article that folks can find on the HRI website describing the trends in distributed clinical trials. So given what you've learned in writing the article, how has the industry responded to this, to these twin challenges of needing to be distant but also needing to move faster? What has been happening in the space?
2: Yeah. Thanks, Igor. And appreciate you having us today. I would be honest with you in saying that I think the industry was largely unprepared for the pandemic. And in that respect, we saw quite significant disruption in R&D pipelines. There are some numbers out there that close to a thousand total clinical trials were put on pause. You can think about the number of patient lives that were impacted by that, where we heard examples where patients were choosing between their health, their access to medicines and clinical trials, and the risk of visiting a trial site when we're in the midst of a global pandemic. But to answer your question about how the industry has responded, I think the silver lining in this has been a significant acceleration in the way that sponsors or pharmaceutical companies look at clinical trials relative to the old way of conducting them, which was really invented decades ago when you think about the scientific rigor of clinical trials. So what does that mean? Well, I would say that many companies have really started thinking differently about the four walls of a clinical trial. In part, virtual is a big part of that. So electronic consent forms, electronic data capture, and others. And in part, and I think what we talked about in our paper that you're referencing is a response where we have localized through retail type of clinics, clinical trial conduct activities, and we've seen a significant amount of adoption within the industry that frankly we would not have seen had it not been for the pandemic.
0: Great. Thanks, Brian. And I know as you talked about with the significant disruption that took place, can you just talk a little bit about some of the recent trends that you've seen relative to clinical trials, delivery model, and how retailers have been disrupting this model?
2: Absolutely, and we're coming off the heels of a decentralized trial conference that was the first of its kind a couple of weeks back. And I think the real exciting thing that we're seeing in the industry is a reutilization of healthcare, which involves really disrupting the way that healthcare is delivered. So a number of new companies have entered the space and more of the retail side, including national retailers. And we're seeing a very easily portable type of model into a traditional clinical trial environment. So retailers are really looking at how do we repurpose the existing infrastructure, i.e. nurse practitioners, clinicians, infrastructure for clinical trial purposes. And in part, that's because clinical trials really do play a significant role in global health, and in part because it's very easy to port those type of activities and services over to the clinical trial environment. Coupled with the excitement around decentralized trials and clinical trials in a virtual type of care model, we're seeing a lot of appetite coming from sponsors. And so what's exciting to see is is that who you would visit for, call it your very, very routine type of retail care, we're now seeing those types of companies move upstream into the development processes and really delivering care in places that frankly never had access to clinical trials. There's some stats out there that about 1% to 2% of patients in the U.S. actually have access to clinical trials. And we really see that fundamentally changing as a result of the access that some of these retailers have with patient populations and communities.
1: This is very exciting, Brian. And so given these new capabilities that exist in the retail networks, how should the pharmaceutical companies and CROs be thinking about retail and overall thinking about these decentralized trials?
3: It's a great question and one that pharma companies and CRO organizations are grappling with now more so than ever. One of the things i point out is the traditional clinical trial paradigm has been around for 70 plus years. And so when you think about the fundamentals of a trial, starting with planning, looking at the feasibility of a trial, thinking about the design of the trial and how the protocol is written and ultimately how it's executed, you have to think about how you need to reshape how those trials are going to be done now. Think about how many more trials you might be able to do. What indications or what patient populations you might be able to target more effectively using decentralized models. How might partnerships look between sponsors and CROs? And then also thinking about the emergence of technology players who have emerged into this arena and determining how this ecosystem works to deliver better care and access to patients.
0: And Anoop, what do you expect to be next on the horizon? So I think beyond
3: the emergence of the new players, we're also going to see a lot more activation in terms of ways that sponsor companies and CROs are able to access patients. Brian mentioned the retail model earlier. We're constantly looking at ways that pharma companies, the hospitals, physician groups, et cetera, are able to seek more participants in the clinical trial space. That has been one of the greatest challenges to recruit patients into clinical trials. Beyond that, there will continue to be a need to think about data integration, data interoperability, because the ways by which organizations need to collect data, the way the data need to be harmonized, the way they need to be cleaned, and ultimately all in a regulatory, compliant, banner are going to be changing and evolving as these new channels emerge. So this will create challenges, but will also create opportunities to improve the way trials
2: are ultimately executed. And maybe just to add a bit to some of what we're seeing in the future, I think, you know, one of the questions sponsors are now asking is, hey, what does a hybrid model and hybrid world look like in which we've got traditional clinical trials operating in parallel with a virtual or decentralized trial and environment. And I think one of the big gaps in the market and what sponsors are looking for is more effective oversight. And that involves a combination of process, some data and analytics, and in disparate ways of collecting data sources to really produce insights. And ultimately that culminates in patient safety, data integrity, and trial conduct and quality in a way that is not only of higher quality, but in a way that is, is economically beneficial to sponsors. And so we're hearing a lot of conversation around that exact topic, which right now there is some ambiguity, but I think we're really excited to see that there are a number of players that are really starting to work on developing out those types of models. And the reality is we have the technology that exists today. We've got technologies that can very easily predict outcomes across those three dimensions that I mentioned before and in a way that can really achieve what sponsors are looking for from a confidence standpoint.
0: And it's exciting to hear about all this disruption and innovation and the fact that all these stakeholders are coming together in the spirit of partnership and collaboration, both traditional and non-traditional players to really focus the activities around the patient. And it sounds like Brian and Nanup that it's really enabling improved access to trials, flexibility, reducing the burden for patients and creating ultimately greater trial diversity. So thanks, Anoop and Brian, for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for
3: having us.
1: For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation and care delivery changes, please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash HRI. Until next time, this has been Next in Health.